And we are commercial free for Easter Sunday, which I almost briefly forgot as I was going to take a little <laughs> wand. Leaving the studio. Where are you going, Roxy? Come back. <laughs> there are no ads. What? Uh, so anyway, we will <laughs> we'll keep marching on. And joining us now is ACT Party leader David Seymour. David, happy Easter too. Hey, happy Easter to you too. You baked your hot cross buns, David? Oh, look, <laughs> my, my cooking is judged by the, the number of times I've cooked since last time I poisoned someone. And um, it's generally better if I rely on other people to do that. Is, is your cooking like you're dancing? <laughs> well, I don't think my dancing killed anyone, so it's not that bad. Well, well <laughs> it killed TV. <laughs> I'm just hey, kidding. Hey, they, they came back and had another season, so I, oh, I, may did have, they? I may have saved the show. See, I can only remember your one. It's a, it's a, it was memorable, a memorable moment. <laughs> hey, um, now, look, the, you've, you've um, got a bit of beef with the government uh, pursuing their political agenda and, and basically just carrying on with a whole lot of um, of their own personal uh, sort of policy agenda under the cover of the national crisis. Um, should they, is there any room for them to carry on as business as usual or what? Well, I think everyone right now, business, households, government, are scrambling to respond to this crisis so that we come out of it in the best shape possible and we can have a whole debate about how they're doing. But one thing that is very difficult to understand is why the government is continuing to advance legislation uh, on regulating vaping, the changes to the Residential Tenancies Act, uh, and perhaps the one that's got most people's attention is allowing prisoners to vote at the next election. Now, all three of these issues are things that have been around for years, in some cases, years and years and years, uh, and why it is so important to continue advancing them when everybody else is focused on you know, much more pressing issues uh, beats me. Uh, but I think it would be the right thing for the government to do uh, to say, actually, look, we're going to push, push pause, push back all the dates on this stuff. We'll deal with it later. We haven't dealt with it for the last two years. Why is it so important now? What about um, if they say, they say, well, look, this is something we've, we've got the numbers for. We've discussed it with our coalition partners. Uh, why wouldn't we go ahead with it? Because otherwise people are going to accuse us of taking our salaries and doing nothing apart from COVID-19, which, albeit, is a big issue. Well, I don't think anyone would make that accusation. And, of course, uh, you know, ultimately in New Zealand we're an elected dictatorship and if you've got the numbers then you can do it whatever you want in Parliament. Uh, but if politicians really operated like that, we'd very quickly lose faith in our political institutions. And that's what I think this is doing. People are sitting there saying, OK, we're on the team, we're on board, we're staying home, saving lives and doing all the things we're asked to do. Uh, but we can't understand why uh, the government is carrying on in a way that is harder for people to focus on, uh, doesn't get the usual democratic feedback. And it just kind of suggests that maybe uh, they're not quite as focused on COVID-19 and a little bit more focused on political agendas, which I think most people find fairly distasteful at this time. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's the case. But could you explain to us just the practical realities of how legislation gets passed when Parliament's actually not sitting when you've got the situation like we have now with COVID-19? So there's, there's a couple of stages to passing legislation. Of course, you've got to debate it in the House, and the House has got to be there so that MPs can vote on a law. Um, but there's other parts that are equally important, some people say more important, uh, such as taking submissions to select committee. Uh, so we've had 
other examples, such as the financial sector with law changes, where they've said, look, we can't deal with this right now. The whole sector's in chaos. And quite rightly, in those areas, uh, the select committee that, that I'm on, the Finance and Expenditure Committee, has said, no worries, we'll put it back a couple of months, we'll deal with it later. Um, these other issues where people might want to make a submission to the select committee, uh, well, that's carrying on anyway. And people are being given, in the case of the prisoner voting, 24 hours to say whether they want to appear or not. Now, of course, there'll be some people who say, never been a better time, stuck home with nothing to do, yeah. who wouldn't want to select, uh, submit to a select committee. Um, but I don't think we should have democracy on the basis of who's not busy. Yeah. Uh, it should be done through proper process. Okay. Uh, you A couple of few weeks ago, you suggested everyone should take a pay cut in Parliament. Um, how are you going with that? Have you, uh, have you dropped your own pay? Uh, well, I don't have a way of doing that at the moment, but what I have done is beaver it away and got the parliamentary lawyers and the clerk's office to draft the legislation. Uh, I've written to other party leaders saying, here it is. Um, would you would you consider voting for it when we return to Parliament, currently scheduled for April 28th? Uh, and I hope that my colleagues in Parliament will support it and will go ahead. I suspect that if that doesn't happen, uh, then you might see MPs like me saying, all right, well, we're going to start donating yeah. to charity um, because so many people in the private sector yeah. are going down to four-day weeks. Sometimes, you know, in case of Fletcher employees, going 50%, then yeah. 30% over the next two months. Well, looking at the private sector and the struggles there, do you think there's room for, ex- um, for re-examining some of the top salaries in the public sector as well, or is that a bit of a slippery slope? Look, I absolutely think that there's room for that. Uh, We're going to have a situation where uh, the government is slowly crowding out the private sector. You only have to look at media um, because of the impacts of this crisis, and some might say the tactics that the government's taken to tackling it. Uh, We've lost power media. Basically, every magazine that people recognise has just gone out of business. What that means is that the public sector, RNZ and TVNZ, end up making up a bigger portion of the media. And we can't afford to see the private sector shrinking and being taken over by the public sector uh, because the public sector still has money. We don't want to see talented executives departing the private sector and going to the public sector because private sector wages have gone down and public sector wages have stayed the same. And one of the reasons that I suggested Parliament should take a pay cut is that it's difficult for ministers and government to say that Sends a signal. Public sector workers should, yep. But on the other hand... We, we've, got to, we've got to wrap up, unfortunately. I know if we have. Yeah. Okay, hey, thank you very much for your time and happy Easter. David Seymour, ACT Party leader.